Welcome back, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the show. And I am super excited to share episode number two, although it's really episode number 73. <laughs> Let me explain. This is, um, I guess it's maybe a sub-episode in a series called Where Are They Now? And what's super cool is that this week's guest, Megan, actually uh, brought this idea to my attention, I think it was late December, probably maybe even early January, where she asked if she could come back on the show because she has changed and shifted so much in the last year since our original conversation. And so if you don't know who Megan Cicerelli is, I want you to go back and listen to episode 21, which is titled Trust in Yourself. And you will get to know who Megan is. Just quickly, Megan was a OR nurse and she left her nursing job to go all in on herself and her video editing business. And this week's episode is all about where she is now, how she's doing, how she's navigated all the storms and the sunny days. So I'm excited because it's just, I love talking to Megan. We have a lot in common. As we mentioned in the first episode, we, we have been in the same masterminds together and have been at the same live events. We were in West Palm Beach together last year and then again in New York City. And so I, I'm just excited to share this little series because it really, it really shows you how much can change when you trust in yourself and how fast things can change in a matter of, it could be weeks, it could be months. It just depends on how much you trust yourself. And this is something that I personally am really leaning into this year to really dive into doing the things that I know that I came here to do. And so I hope that you take away from this episode that, again, go back and listening to episode 21, but how much a year can do and the time's gonna pass anyway, so that you might as well be doing something that you love. So, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back and enjoy. Oh my goodness. Okay, Megan, here we are. Welcome back to the Spiritual Shift Worker podcast. Um, we finally hit record because we could have just, we could stay here and talk all night. So, um, any of who has been listening will recognize Megan. She has been on the podcast before and it was her brilliant, brilliant idea to do a sort of where, where am I now? Where are they now series? Because and I can't wait for you to get into this, but there has been so much growth over the last year, both of us, but the people that I have interviewed over the last year and a bit. And I thought this is amazing idea 
to bring people back on and to share what you've learned, but also to show people that it's like when you do the work, when you actually do the work on yourself, take the action, what can happen in what appears to be a short amount of time? And so if uh, if you don't know who Megan is, Megan's going to introduce herself again and then give a brief history of you know where you were. Um, but of course, we are going to post in the show notes the link to uh, the first podcast episode, and uh, and then we're going to talk about you know what has transpired over the last year. Hello, I'm Megan with the Brilliant Ideas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you for having me back. Um, I am so excited to be here, and I really when Lyanne and I are the type of women who like we start talking and we can't stop like before we pressed record here. But I think that is a testament to like when you find your people, you find your people. And it's just so easy. We all we were in the same mastermind for a year. We've known each other before that. And you know, I was sitting there one day and I'm editing for many different businesses. I will introduce myself. I'm a video editor. That's what I do. <laughs> oh yeah. Cut to the <laughs> cut the details. Yeah. But I was thinking when Lyanne, she was tagging old podcast episodes and, you know, doing stories and I got a tag from her and I said, let me just listen to this one more time. And I think it was in December. Mm-hmm. And I was, I started listening to the podcast episode that I think we did like almost a year ago. Exactly. Like I, I believe we did yes. it in January. It might've like aired after. And I was listening to myself and I just was like, wow, like, the amount of growth and change that has happened in one year mm-hmm. has been insane. And since then, you and I have met in person twice. Yes. We've spent, you know, time in West Palm Beach and we spent time in New York City, which was a whole, we whole. could get into that for hours. New yes. York City changed us both. But I just thought it was so exciting to look back on that. But it also sparked so many conversations. And what has helped me in this space from going from nurse to entrepreneur, which I talked about in my first episode, but I left a 12 year nursing career where I was an OR nurse to pursue a video editing business and completely change everything about my life. I'm a mom to three and I really took a complete leap from this safety and security of this career into something very unknown where I knew the skill, but I didn't know how to pursue the business. And the Number one thing that helped me besides mentorship was the women around me in these communities. And I just thought there were so many times where I was struggling this year, where I turned to the conversations we have that maybe this will help someone else. And I messaged Lyanne and here we are. So here we are. Here we are. Uh, I know it really, we cannot underestimate. There is that saying, right? Like who you surround yourself with is so, so important. And um, I was actually at an event on the weekend at a yoga, like a day retreat. And you don't realize how much what you're going through, like there are, everyone's going through something similar or the exact same thing. And yet you feel like you're alone and who you surround yourself with is so, so important. And so maybe we can go back a bit, Megan, because like you said, you went from an OR nurse and you took, you know, like, this is scary shit. Like, again, yeah. like people know what I do. I'm a police officer. I'm, and I'm still doing that job because not so much the fear of leaving a little bit, but yes, like there's still the, 
reality quotes of having to pay bills and pay a mortgage on a house and feed to almost like one teenage boy and one 10 year old. And that's enough in itself that I need three jobs. But um, it's how did you like now that looking back, because that's how we connect the dots. How what did you do? Like, how did you navigate through that? Holy shit, I don't have a paycheck. Because that is the that is the the real physical human of doing something like a big leap like this. Yeah. So I remember the first time my direct deposit did not hit my bank account (laughs) and it wasn't, I was at a place in my career where I was part-time and the main reason I wanted to keep that job from a finance standpoint was for our health benefits being in the United States. Health benefits is very expensive privately working in a hospital as a nurse. I had amazing health benefits and we have a family of five. So It was a big decision from that point, but I got to a certain point where, you know, my husband and I looked at each other and you're paying for a babysitter. So you can go to work at the hospital. You're trying to build this business on the side, which I had been doing for two years at that point. I couldn't focus on being a mom. I couldn't focus on being a nurse. I couldn't focus on my business. And I'm like, something has to give. So we went to the drawing board many times where he continually increased, you know, he has his own business. He was increasing his salary, but still it's like, I'm going to leave. And now we're going to pay for private health care. You know, something's got to give, you need someone to watch the kids. So you could do the business you're creating. They weren't all old enough to be in school. So it took uh, many months of discussion and constant communication. And there was still just, I was like, no, 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 still too fearful. And Unlike, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in a career. We did have a pension, but it wasn't anything like you in policing where it's, you know, significant. And my dad is a retired cop and he was very, he always said to me, I think I said this in my previous episode, but he was very scared for me to leave that career. But what pushed me to leave the career was life is too short. I had lost my mom very unexpectedly. So like full circle, just giving a summary of the whole thing, you know, it was not an easy decision at all. And still when I left and I saw the direct deposit did not come in, you know, we had prepped for it, we prepared for it, but it took several months to really realize what the new reality was. And I had started to really put more focus into my business, but I was still paying for a babysitter and now we're paying for private healthcare. So you're really like evening out, you know? So as my business was growing and we made those changes come summer we wound up not having a babysitter anymore, but okay, now you don't have childcare. So my point in this whole conversation is it was always kind of this catch 22 and this always, okay, let's make it work around our schedules. But the great thing was we both had our own businesses. So we both make our own rules Mm. and we currently, I am in, I mean, when we say so much has changed in a year, I am sitting in my own office that's down the road from my house and my husband come the fall had moved into the office with me and we share this space. So I'll be with the kids. He's like, I have a Zoom meeting. I need to go to the office. I need to go to meetings tonight. He's got the kids. He's doing homework. I'm doing this. I'm editing. I'm getting work done. So like you make it work until you get to a certain point. And then I eventually met my nursing salary and then exceeded. So Mm. on a monthly basis, and that's, that continually grows and it's not perfect. There are months that you have a lower month. There are months that you have a higher month that's business. And to me, I'll be driving and I'm just thinking to myself, how lucky am I like that a year ago I had just left and I was petrified that, you know, this comfortable, stable career that 
I knew how to do my job. When I came into entrepreneurship, I don't care how much training you have. It's like learn on the job, you know, and you might have a skill, but making your own schedule, having no one watching over you, being your own boss. It's a whole separate conversation that you can have. And it's just, it's a lot of trial and error. And I am not going to sit here and say that it was an easy year. It was a very difficult year, but it was probably one of the most profound years of my life that really, really changed me. And I, Candy, I mean, you and I have had numerous conversations and it it really is worth it if you want it. Cause there are plenty of people who'd be like, you're out of your mind. I'd rather go out to dinner, go to my nine to five and be done. So it's up to you what you want. Mm, so good. Yeah, I, exactly. Right. Some people, this, there, some people just don't, some people would just rather, like you said, go punch in, be there, punch out and not worry about anything else. My opinion on that is that they're at a I feel like some people will never understand um on a consciousness level and we're gonna go a little woo here because that's what we do mm-hmm. um but like right to to really understand why we're here like it's not about the money we know that yeah. we know that it's about creating a feeling and for both of us it's the freedom to actually live our lives. I know how lo- short life is. You know, you, you know, you've, you've lost your mom on, you know, not when you were meant to. And it's like, my parents are getting older. Yeah. You start to see things differently and everybody says it, right? Everybody says life is short, but how many people are actually willing to take this, this jump like you did? Not very many. And hence why, like, yes, I'm still in this, nine to five, but, and you mentioned it, this event in New York city shifted a lot of things. And I feel like we're both like on this rocket ship. Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's just about, like, it's literally about to take off. Like it's, you know, like we're on the countdown and it's hard to explain if people don't see a different future for themselves. So I love what you mentioned about sort of having to communicate and have the conversations with your husband and how much prepping did you do before you left looking back? And I don't think we discussed this because I think some people are like, Oh, she just made a decision, cut the cord and she left. And right. I think people need to see that, that sure you can do that. Like you could literally just go quit your job tomorrow. Yes. But, (laughs) and people do that. Right. Many people that said they've done it and it was the wrong decision. (laughs) Right. And I think maybe just giving a little bit of a background on how much prepping did you do? How much sort of did you save prior to that? Because you were only working part-time before anyway, right? Yes. I went part-time when I had my first daughter, who's now seven. So you're going back seven years and every single baby, I seem to like drop off a day. It was always an ongoing joke at work. Like, oh, is this your one shift for the month? But, (laughs) and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, starting your own business, no matter what, I mean, anyone can go on social media, right. And start an Instagram or a Facebook. It depends what you want to invest in, but usually you need to have some sort of mentorship when you're first starting out and that requires money. So I really kept that job at a certain point when I made the decision, which was right around the time of COVID when I was like, I should have listened to my intuition Mm. about starting a business way prior to this. And I would have been 10 million steps ahead. 
and I would have already been gone and not living through this, but you live and you learn. So after living through COVID and then after losing my mom, I was like, boom, a fire lit under me. So I used my nursing job and I understand that, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I just worked so I could pay for mentorship and, and that, but I understand there are single moms. There are people that need to pay their bills and they need to get things going. But I made a conscious effort that in my free time, which was very little, it was usually when the kids went to bed, I was putting that money towards classes or putting that money towards becoming more skilled in what I knew to do with editing. And that required time. I could not do that on a full-time capacity. So I first had to fund that. And then I started to get the itch to leave after... After my mom passed away, I took like a six month break from the business because I wanted to really just be around my friends and normalcy. And the hospital was like my home. It was my safe place because it was my job that I knew and my friendships. So I really lost the desire for everything, I guess, going through the grieving process. And as I started to heal and get a little bit better, I started to say, okay, you know what? I'm reflecting on this whole situation think about how fast my life went with my mom and started thinking about my three kids that were not really happy with me working at the hospital because I was gone. Even if they were at school, I have to come pick them up at like aftercare and, you know, my husband's working. And so I just started to look at my life in a whole different way. And my husband and I started to have the conversation of, okay, let's start making sure we're consciously keeping, you know, like six months of salary from your nursing salary, but keep in mind, we still had to get health benefits. So like, you know, but at some point you're never going to rip off the bandaid unless you just do it. So I made sure that I had, you know, some sort of, you know, some payments and some work before I completely left. But, you know, I, I didn't have my full salary before I left. I did take a leap, but I did have a little bit of a nest egg and I did not get an office until months down the line. So I worked out of my bedroom, you know, (laughs) on a folding table for a long time, moved it to the kitchen when the kids had to go to school and I had to pick them up. I moved my laptop to the kitchen. So it's been a process, but I would say to anyone who wants to make that decision, just make sure that you are in a financially safe place. It doesn't have to be perfect, but there's nothing worse than running your business from a place of scarcity. And Mm. I think that that is a fear of so many people. I've had conversations with people that don't have their own business. And they're like, I just don't know why you would want to live with that risk. And I said, you know, you could lose your job at any time. There's risk all over. And the freedom that I have now, when I look back was very much worth the risk. And I just think it's a risk many people are not willing to take and that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely, they're not. And it's funny. I went, I went with um to a the retirement seminar a couple of weeks ago at, for work. And it's funny that you mentioned benefits, um, and and things like that because, you know, you hear all these stories and what's available after you retire or when you retire and and whatever and how much your pension is worth, and it's eye opening because you've been sold the it's a safe career with a pension and benefits. And let me tell you, I was even more like, I mean, I, I'm ready to leave now, right? But again, be, you have to be at a point where your nervous system is okay with yes. that decision. Yes. But having seen the numbers and knowing what my benefits will be when I retire, it's not even worth it. And it's funny, people are like, oh my God, like, what do you, like, 
yes, I get benefits, but for having put in this amount of time, mm-hmm. I would have expected it because they sell it to you to be this like holy grail of benefit package when you retire. And specifically, I'm not, not I don't want to sound like I'm not grateful because something is a lot of people don't have even this. But what we're talking about in, in the perspective that we have is that for what we've put in, for the years of service that we've put in, and this is what we get, why would I stay any longer? Like, and I know in the States and people who have to buy benefits, but I'm like, I'm going to have to buy benefits too. And I still have to put in this time. It's like, you have to start looking at the, and again, you know, I don't like balance, but you need to start to look at something and go, something's not right here. Like life, you could die tomorrow. Like we all could die tomorrow. You get hit by a bus tomorrow. And I know that's like, oh, well, that's pessimistic. No, it's the freaking truth. It is the truth. It is. And so I liked what you said about like you used your job to fund your mentorship because <laughs> I've started to use this and I, I, I've I started to use it and, and a couple other people are. It's like I use my job as my passive income now. Yeah. Because unfortunately, it's not where my heart is. We already know that. I'm grateful for this job, but it is now funding the bridge, the bridge to the next chapter. And I think that's what I'd love for the listeners to take away is that your next isn't always, doesn't have to be your forever. Like build yourself a bridge, right? Whether that's, you know, just doing social media stuff, selling passive products. Like there is so many ways to make money out there until you can actually do the thing you want to do. I think it's incredible because there's so much you said there, but we have hit such a time in our lives that no one ever saw this. Like my parents never saw this day of social media and making money online and whether it be coaching or selling a product or it doesn't matter. I mean, AI can make you a, an ebook and you could sell it and make yeah. thousands in a month. Like it's just insane. And you know, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see in the future because we need doctors and nurses and police officers. We need it. But if your heart's not in it and you and I both like, I'm grateful for my career and I'm sure you are too. That's it gave me so many tools and it just gave me a perspective on life. I mean, I saw life and death and struggle and happiness and, you know, same with you. So I'm able to bring that into my career, but I firmly believe if something's in your heart, there's a reason the universe is trying to tell you. And I think the point of your podcast and the point of this conversation is it's okay to listen to that. You just, there's outside noise. There's always going to be outside noise. And I think this last year, I really secluded myself, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. from, you know, anything and every, anyone who was going to disrupt my peace. So I could figure out my, my lane and stay in my lane and you stay on your side of the street. I'll stay on mine. And I'm not saying that in a nasty way, but I couldn't take the noise anymore. And being on the bridge to the next career, being in your first career, it's, it's a difficult place to be. And you got to get over that hump. Yeah. Having your, having your, but on two, two different horses is not comfortable. And then, like you said, something has to give right. And the, um, there's a choice and some people aren't willing to make that, but I feel, and I think again, what I'm trying to share, like you said, in this podcast is that 
you can make these shifts. You can trust yourself, um, again, without necessarily jumping completely off the ledge. You can build the bridge in between, but please just make the shift and do it fully aligned. Follow what you know you want to do because, yeah, I, I just feel that people aren't willing because of so many, you know, limiting beliefs and doubts and fears and programming that we've had to stay in the safe career. And like you said, people are like, what are you doing? Like, you'd be crazy. And I still get that at work. Like, it's like, I've, I've drawn the line in the sand, as you know. And it's funny because as soon as you make a decision and like you said, you put the blinders on that everything will work out. Everything will work out. Right. It does. There's so what many it, examples. Yeah. What is the, I mean, like you said, it's been a year and it's been a year in the fact that it's like, there's been a lot of things. There's been so much transformation, but what is the biggest thing that you've learned this year in this? Like now that, you, now that the leaving the job was the decision you made, you've got through the first panic of not getting your direct deposit. <laughs> you've, you've made more than what you were making, but it's like, what is it? What was the biggest, the biggest lesson then that you learned about yourself? It has to do with me and only me and nothing external. And I'm trying to find the right words <laughs> to say it, but I really became comfortable. We're going to go woo again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love woo here. We do. Um, I really became com so comfortable with myself and my decisions for the first time in my life as mm -hmm. a recovering people pleaser and someone who really, I really justified my decisions based on people's reactions to me and mm -hmm. like doing the right thing. And, oh, you're so, like, you're so great that you're a nurse and you're taking care of people and, and leaving nursing aside, but, oh, you're such a great mom or I just took so much to my decision-making based on others' reactions, which I think comes with confidence in yourself and your self-worth. I think that I learned self-love this year. I think that I learned like, I'm okay. I don't need anyone or anything. And, mm. you know, I'm lucky that I'm in a supportive environment. Like Sal's also an entrepreneur, so he gets it. He was on this train way before I was on this train because <laughs> I he was not at work with me. You know, I had people that, you know, I loved working with and, you know, he had a totally different mindset. And for me, I'm like, no, I can't leave. I'm around everyone. I'll be too secluded at home. And the more and more I was secluded at home, the more I realized my own thoughts and my own wants and desires. Ooh. And in January of last year, or maybe it was December, right before I really like took off with the business, but I had left nursing. We did... I don't know how I would describe it on here, but I did an energy session with somebody. And the thing she said to me for 2023 is, this is the year you're going to really figure out what Megan wants. And you're going, to, it's going to be a really difficult year. She's like, I'm not going to lie to you based on your chart. She's like, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. She's like, but this is the year that like so much is going to change for you. And I wanted to message her at the end of this year and be like, so I have a testimonial for you. <laughs> Because that was the most truth of anything. Like it just, yeah. this year was all about self-love and self-worth and 
seeing how things align when you put them into the universe. And so many people around me, I know, not the people around me now, but would say like, yeah, okay. And roll their eyes at me. And just the stories, I feel like I could write a book, the stories of things that I put into the universe that came back and were given to me. And I think the biggest thing I learned also is if it's not meant for you, it's not coming. <laughs> like it may be coming in a different capacity, but yeah. you don't have to worry. Like what's meant for you is going to find you. And I think mm-hmm. I used to put so much focus on planning every little aspect of my life. And, you know, my second baby, they told me was a girl and I was a nurse who worked in the hospital and at birth was a boy. And that was the joke is that I'm the planner. And that was the biggest lesson the universe could have given me is like, just learn to go with the flow. Like you have to move, but like you need to learn to just chill, Megan. (laughs) I love it so much because, uh, the, the fear, so there's so much fear around the unknown, right? And we live so much like this is where people rob themselves of their joy and their happiness when they're planning too much. And it's not, I mean, there's things you need to plan for, right? But when you do it in a way that is, I feel I need to do this now versus the panic of I need to do this now, if you understand the difference there, right? It's like you knew you just would just chill and everything just sort of drops into place. And I think that is a huge lesson that I'd love for people to take away because when we're forcing something, right, the universe is like, like that's a sign sometimes, right? It's either you're forcing too hard. This is not meant for you, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have to discern between, is this not meant for me or am I not getting anywhere because I'm afraid of what it's going to bring? Right. And when people can just come back to neutrality to like, here we are, mm-hmm. here we are right now, we don't need to plan every little thing out. You find so much more joy, first of all. Yes, you do. But then the universe has time to create what it's going to bring into you and you are going to line up with it. So yes, this is all the woo. This is all the manifestation, but it's true. Like you just have to and it's hard it's it's hard work to just chill right it's very hard work and I think once you start to see the examples and concrete like okay this happened for me you start to believe a little more and a little more and I have friends that I've tried another thing I learned this year is like you don't need to turn everyone to your beliefs and your desires and you know I used to talk to my friends about my business they'll ask and they're very supportive but those that are not you know, I still have friends from nursing and, you know, they might not understand it, but they're like, how's it going? And I give them an answer. But when I really show them some examples of how like manifestation worked, or they're so intrigued by it, their face lights up and they're not sure if they trust it, but I see them like, so remember when you said, or they'll text me, remember when you said this? And I realize that they are listening because they're seeing the examples. So I think the more people see the examples, you're always going to have your cynical person who's but that's not your people, you know? So, and we're all here for a different reason, for a different lesson, for a different path. And I just think that I just became so at peace with that this year. Mm, I love that. Being able to know and understand and be okay with the fact that you can't bring everybody with you, right? That is huge because um, the beginning of COVID I just wanted everybody to see what was going on, what, what I saw, what was happening, right? Whether or not 
my opinion or my beliefs are right or wrong. It's that I just wanted everybody to be with me to see what I, what I saw. And, and then within a couple of months, I'm like, that's not, that's not why I'm here. Like, I'm just going to lead by example. I'm going to do the things I know feel good and aligned. And some people will come along for the ride, like your friends that are seeing, that are asking, that are intrigued. Yeah. Um, because you don't need to bring, drag them along. All you need to do is show up and be you. And you, as you rise, some will rise with you. Others, not so much, right? Yep. But that is, that is, I think now that you say that, I would say that's probably, um, one of the biggest things that I've learned over this year too is that when you are just being you, people will see it and they'll see the change. They'll see the shift mm-hmm. and they'll be curious and they'll wonder, how is she doing it? And exactly. then they'll start to open up to the, that there's a possibility of doing things a different way, right? There, you don't have to be stuck in the job that you don't love. You don't need to live in the country that you don't want to live in anymore. You, I mean, you really do have free will, like you really do to do whatever and to make any changes that you want. So as far as your business goes, let's talk about that. So you're, as you mentioned, video editing, and I know that you're um, still working, you know, with your mentor one-on-one. And so when it comes to the, the, the jaw, like your, your passion, mm-hmm. How have, how has the lessons that you've learned, how have you brought that into your business? Like for your clients, how have you shown up? So it's also one of those things that's evolved over the last few months because I went into this business has evolved. I I started this year with two separate businesses. Like I had my cheesy name of Redhead Media Co that has since been retired. And (laughs) even though I had so many people who loved it. And, you know, I was doing like a mom organization business and also a video editing business. And the whole reason I went into entrepreneurship was to simplify my life mm-hmm. <laughs> and my time and my passions and do what I truly enjoy. And I found myself again, scatterbrained and too much going on, need to pick a lane. So my video editing business really took off. And I think that's number one, because a lot of people don't want to video edit. <laughs> so there's a <laughs> lot of job security there, but I always found it very exciting to, to really watch the creation process. And then what was happening was I'm in this industry where I am, you know, in classes and being mentored and, you know, I'm having all of these great connections and conversations and people need editors. So I started meeting people that said, Hey, can I do this for you? And I was saying, no, I want to teach you with a course. And they said, no, but I don't want to learn with a course. (laughs) Like I want you to do it for me. So learning what people wanted Mm. in this industry and taking the lessons I've learned with the self-trust and going with the flow. And maybe it's not the vision I saw. I started to edit one-to-one and I really got a behind the scenes look at so many businesses and really got to know some of the women in this industry. And I think that that was incredibly helpful to take it to the next step in which I'm only one person. I, again, found myself with one-to-one retainer clients all week, editing their content, watching their master classes. And I'm like, here I am again. So that's what I mean. Like this year was a lot of learning and not posting on social media and not, you know, promoting my business. Cause I was trying to keep up being a mom, being in business and editing at the same time. So 
I then started to say, hey, maybe there's something to training their VA or training their team member who's really in their business and really knows their business. So again, you know, looking at the self-trust and all the things I learned this year, I said, you know what, I'm going to pivot. And so when January started, I did not renew a lot of my one-to-ones and, you know, some I did, but I had to open up my schedule to be able to bring what I do best to more people. And I'm now training people's teams and going behind the scenes in their business and being more hands-on in that way, while I could teach the skill of editing through a course, but also I, I loom people, we go back and forth. I show them the back end of how I would do it. And then they can take that and learn and that branches out, but that would never have happened had I not made all these months of learning on the journey and editing one-to-one and many tears <laughs> and frustration and full hard drives. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can, oh, I can, I mean, all we need to talk about is Leanne and I, I can only imagine like four hours worth of, you know, oh my gosh. Work of content. Leanne right? at rapid fire with a training oh. for five seconds. Gosh. So I love this. Love because this is a huge thing is being okay with pivoting and not worrying what the hell are people going to think? Yeah. Right. Because exactly. this was my biggest thing. It was like, I would start something and then I would fall out of love and I'd pivot. And I'm like, well, what are people going to think? Like, she's so wishy-washy. She doesn't even know what the hell she's doing and getting but but following the I know what I want to do, right? And I think that's super, super important that you're okay with pivoting and and setting the boundary that this is actually not what I signed up for. Like you got your own business. I didn't sign up for this yeah. to be to be stuck and not have the freedom. So being able to to set that up and pivot, I think is huge. So that is amazing. I didn't, I don't even think I realized that that was exactly what you've, what you've just started. So. Yeah. I mean, quarter one, that's what we're trying here. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> it's working, know. but it's, it's a learning process, but people meet you where you're at. And I think that's true. Like with you, with your business, you know, they see the energy behind the work you're doing. So they're going to meet you where you're at and your people are going to find you. So I have the same belief with my business as well. And, you know, I think our passion is going to shine through and that's where you're going to find your ideal client, not forcing something just for the sale. Yeah. And that's exactly, that comes down to everything. In fact, when, just before we got on, I was on another call and with a girl who's just starting out on the whole, like, passive it, passive products and she's like but i've been told i have to i have to um do so many posts and i have to be consistent and i have to put covers on my reels and i'm like there are no rules no like just do what feels good because the the more you get stressed out about doing all the things you do nothing correct right and just being able to pivot and and say i'm okay with this i think the being okay with what is a lot of people can't do no. Right. Used to be. Me. <laughs> yeah. Right. It used to be me. I was always, you know, three or four days ahead of me myself. Yeah. Um, and that's what causes a lot of anxiety, right? We get so worried and stressed about all the things we're supposed to be doing instead of just being and pivoting and doing what we want to be doing. And I think that's a great, great message and a lesson for a lot of people that if you're feeling like you're wanting to do that and yet you feel the pressure that Oh, maybe I shouldn't because the income is there and it will work out. You have to trust yourself first. Yes. I think that is 
the, the underlining trust. still, right? Mm-hmm. Trust. Absolutely. You mentioned um, before about self-love mm-hmm. and that you learned, um, you know, you went through that this year and that's going to look different. Maybe I think for everyone, obviously, but there's, there's a lot of talk about self-love, but I don't think a lot of people really understand what that means. And so what, if you want to share, what did that mean and look like for you? Well, I think the same reason that I had to learn that the hard way this year is the same reason a lot of people don't even look at it because it's, it is a painful process. And, you know, what I mean by self-love is just being okay, knowing like just you yourself is okay. There's no accolades attached to you. There's no identity that needs to be attached to you. Like you're good. As long as you have you and your health, you're good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously my family and my family's health and all of that, but I really, I think that the space away from just everyone and that everyday hustle bustle of life of going into a job and, you know, even if it's just small talk and just like, Hey, how did your weekend go? And just getting away from all of that and being able to focus in on my business. It just gave me a lot of time to reflect. Like I, not a lot with the kids are home, but (laughs) I think that I realized for the first time that I was truly happy with my decision. You know, I would notice even if say a friend or a family member made a comment or like, do you miss nursing? Like that came up a lot this year. A lot of family functions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said, do you miss it? And I said, no. I said, I miss the interaction. I miss sometimes being able to see my friends. I miss that part, but I still have dinner with my friends. Like yeah. I still, you know, but there are so many times that I wake up in the morning and I take my kids to school and I get coffee and I start my day and I'm really in control of my day. Yes, I have things mm-hmm. I need to get done, but I think I'm so grateful that I listened to that nudge and listen to it now before, you know, while my kids are still little, some of them are not even in full-time school. And I just think to myself, like, be grateful for every stage. And, you know, you and I went to the event, the Rich Queen event in West Palm. And if you remember, Ava Johanna did a breathwork session. Yeah. I am not an emotional person on the outside. Like I am not, I'm like a closet crier, right? Cry in my car, cry in the shower, those kind of things. <laughs> she had us, I was even uncomfortable closing my eyes. She had us all close our eyes and do a breathwork session. And it was so powerful. I think it's because we were all together. The music mm-hmm. was loud and she had us go through a version of like, look at ourselves from being little, little girls all the way up to now. And she had us look at each version of ourselves. And I know I could hear people around me crying, but I had tears streaming down my face because I visualized each of those moments. And I'm like, wow, look where I am now. Like I, you just forget, you know, you look back and you're like, prove it to that little girl, like not to be cheesy, but prove it to her and look where we are. And I think that in a way, just this year just tested me in so many ways in every aspect of my life that I came out at the end where it's not perfect, but my self-love is higher than ever. And I think those people that are around me and I've really refined that they really see it too. They see the change, they see it and they've said it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is, that is the work really like 
for me, and I love that you mentioned that breathwork session because that was uh, so, so powerful. So if um, I'll put Ava's contact information in the show notes because <laughs> she's like mind blowing and breathwork and so um, like meditation. Everybody knows I'm obsessed, but um, really for me, it was like looking back and you think she'd be really, that little girl be really freaking proud, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't think about it in the moment because it's like life. You get mm-hmm. whatever's going on. It's chaos and kids and all the things. But then it's like, wait a minute. Like, look where I am. But also learning to forgive parts of you that where you didn't necessarily listen to your intuition or do what that little girl would have done. And you went the wrong way, wrong way in quotes. But then you have to forgive yourself for making those decisions, but know that, look, I can course correct at any time. I can make another decision. That's where I think people get stuck, right? They get into a position or a situation where they're like, I can't change this. I'm stuck here. Yes. And I think your story and your journey really shows people that, you know, you can listen to the nudges and you can listen and you can ignore them until you get the two by four upside the head, or you can actually just listen and take that pre-organized planned leap um, to the point where you're, you feel comfortable to do so. And things will work out even more um, better than you could possibly imagine with not saying there's not going to be some bumps along the road, but I think this is important for people to know that you don't have to stay stuck. You don't. And anything worthwhile is usually difficult. Mm, yes. Be, there was that reel going around for a while and it said, do you want to be comfortable or do you want to be happy? Mm-hmm. It's so and true. It's so I true. I love it. Love it so much. So one last question. So where do you, we are now January of this crazy yeah, energetic oh, yeah. I know it's almost the end. Um, and this projecting. Like, so like, again, I don't like to live in the future because that's where, but when we, when we project and, and manifest and desires and where do you vision Megan in one year? Oh my gosh. I couldn't have told you half the things that happened last year. So, <laughs> and I know, and then- I don't know if you've booked your next um, a session with Alexandra. Cause I know that's who you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I love Alexandra. I wish she could live with me. <laughs> I know. Please tell me what I'm supposed to do today. So uh, sorry. Um, Alexandra is our energy sort of astrology. Um, I don't even know what to call her. She's amazing. Um, and I have a session with her in February, so I'm super excited to get my chart for this year, but yeah. Where, where do you see yourself in a year? Um, I have not done a session with her for 2024. So this will be exciting to see when I look back. Um, I even got my husband on board with Alexandra. He did a session with her. We did a couple session. I love it. <laughs> I'm addicted. Um, I see myself really flourishing in my business, refining my business. And when I say flourishing, I'm really happy in it. I'm not you know, feeling like I have to do certain tasks. I'm doing it because I love it and really keeping those parts of the business alive. Um, I do have my own podcast on my heart for 2024. I'm just kind of waiting for the right moment. Um, I've really taken a big, big interest in spirituality, numerology, astrology, more numerology and spirituality, but 
it's a big topic and something that I'm very interested in. And I am interested to see where it goes. You and I have had many conversations. We, we love it all. Um, but really listening to those nudges this year and really just doing more of what I love. My word for the year is intention, intentionality. You know, I, I tend to be someone who's like, let's move, let's go where I want to do that, but with more intention mm-hmm. and just really focus on what matters in life, you know, and really take my time, keep moving, but take my time and learn to slow down and just breathe and, you know, enjoy what I've built and just enjoy my family. There's no big, you know, I don't need to be a millionaire. I would love to be, Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's not the main goal. The main goal is just peace. Mm, yes. And when you detach from those um, external validation goals, you find the peace and then you find everything else comes as well. So I love that so much for you. Oh my gosh. I am so excited for 2024. Again, right before we hit record, I just, I feel like, and I'm getting all like the tingles because I feel like we're on a rocket ship. Like I really do. Like since New York, um, I don't know, it's something shifted there where I think it was like, choose, choose yourself. And I loved what you said about being at peace and knowing that you're okay, no matter what. I think that is so important. And, you know, when you feel sometimes that the path is not going the way that you want it, I know that regardless of what happens, I'm okay. We're okay just the way we are. And I think that that is absolutely beautiful. So, oh, Megan, honestly, we could talk for a very long time. We could. Um, But thank you so much for, A, giving me this idea to do this sort of (laughs) podcast series because- there are so many people that I wanted to bring back on, but I was like, I have so many other people that I haven't talked to yet. So I think this is just going to add to the, to the podcast for people to be able to follow your journey and um, see what's going to transpire for 2024. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm excited to hear everyone else's. Where are they now? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. And if you have loved this episode, make sure to share it, text it with a friend, and uh, we will catch you next week on another episode of the Spiritual Shipworker Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipworker Podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shiftworker and on Instagram at Lianne Magahi. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.